0: Welcome to the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast, a podcast that covers a wide range of topics. So come chill with us on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Here's your host, Mr. Anderson. Hey, hey, welcome everybody to episode 97 of the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast. I'm your host. Let me see if I can get it like the Matrix guy, Mr. Anderson. I don't know if that gives me an Oscar or not, or what. Today on the 18th of April 2022, glad you guys are tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it for hanging out with me today. Thank you. All right, so today is Monday Mental Combat. It's Mondays. Ding ding ding. Monday Mental Combat. And we're going to talk about reflection, self-reflection. You look in the mirror in the mornings and afternoons or whenever you get ready to leave. Y'all everyone looks in the mirror and you ask themselves, "How do I look? How do I feel? What do I feel like? Why do I feel like this?" And I will tell you, ever since I started this Nomad cast, I've taken a external look internally at myself. And I think and I guess you could call it self-reflection, which is the theme of today. And I think about when I tell these stories through the art of storytelling, I think about a lot of stories that I've told 20 years ago, 30 years ago, five years ago. And after every episode, I ask myself, what could I have done better? How could I have made the situation better? You know, it's almost like a lessons learned. We used to talk about this in the army. You go through an event, you go through an exercise, you go through a mission, you come back, you do your after action review, your AR. And I always talk about lessons learned. What could I have done better? What could you have done better? What was your way of thinking? Why did you think about it this way? So on and so forth. And I always think about that after after every episode, even with stories that I've told 20 years ago, 30 years ago, You can't change it. That time is gone. But I was thinking about what could I have done in that situation to prevent this? You know, what could I have? Should I even been in the situation? Why was I even there? What what role did I play? How did it land with people? You know, did it affect people in a negative way? Did it affect people in a positive way? And I think that's one of the important things about self-reflection. Yeah, it's a, a reflection on you, but you also have to think about Everyone else that's involved, the situations that that's involved, because it's all a trickle down effect. Second, third order effects. Right. So with that being said, we're going to talk about self-reflection, as you see here in the thumbnail. And we asking ourselves two critical questions. What is self-reflection and why is self-reflection important? And you know how I am. I love categories. I love regimented activities. So the categories with this topic about self-reflection, we're going to talk about communication, vulnerability, observation, and with meditating journal, we're going to co-locate that because meditating, you're actually doing the action and then the journal, you putting everything to application. So again, it's communication, vulnerability, observation, meditate slash journal. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. And before we even get started with the topic, let's answer those questions. The first one, what is self-reflection? Taking time to think about, meditate, evaluate, and give serious thoughts to behaviors, thoughts, attitudes, motivators, and desires. That is what is self-reflection. Now, the second question is posed. Why is self-reflection important? Without it, we traverse through life, situations and events with no end state, all gas, no brakes. And I talked about that earlier. We have to come to a point where we really understand what are we doing time now and how does it affect time future, time present, time future. And we self reflect what could I have done in the situation? Again, you can't take that time back. That moment in time is gone. It's not coming back. However, should another situation that's similar to that one that you're thinking about comes back up again? Now, you know how to react. Now, you know how to traverse, if you will, through that situation. Now, you know how to navigate yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually through that particular situation. All right. All right. So today we're going to the first topic uh, we're going to talk about here is communication, communication, the biggest, the biggest enemy for people. And it's the biggest ally for people is communication. A lot of us, a lot of people, you know, before I even start, when I'm talking about, when I'm pointing the finger at you, I'm it's, it's about us. This is a, a, we event because I'm learning as well. I'm not trying to be like a Dr. Phil, uh, all these experts. It's your fault. It's your fault. You did this. Why you do that? It's you. It is all of us. I'm just saying you in the context of providing information and lessons learned on my behalf. All right. So this is a we thing. This is not a you thing. This is a we. This is a us. I guess you can call it a we us, right? All right. So we'll talk about communication. Communication has been proven. If you break down communication, if you lack communication, nothing can, will, or never get done. Nothing moves without communication. Communication is essentially gasoline for life. You have to communicate. No one can read people's minds. Right. And as and if you take it in the context of self-reflection, I think about myself again, as I stated earlier, you can't you know, those moments in time, 10 years ago, five years ago. You can't get that time back. However, comma, those moments in time can provide you an instant analysis on how you should handle situations in the future. So I think about myself as a marine and I'm gonna go from marine to when I was an army so on and so forth. So I think about myself as I self-reflect my time in the Marine Corps. I sit down and think about it sometimes and the way I function, the way I I moved myself around as a marine I wasn't the most marine Marine, if you will. I always tell my my wife, I always want to be a better soldier. my intent was to be a better soldier. Than I was a Marine. I wasn't the greatest Marine. I wasn't the greatest fighting force, the Marine Corps, but I wasn't the greatest Marine. And those that, that were stationed with me, they'll tell you that. And I look at myself in that moment of time and I self-reflect and what could I have done better? Could I have communicated with my leaders better? Could I have communicated with my peers, my subordinates? Could I have communicated better through a lot of things in life? Because you now I was a knucklehead. It was a young cat. And I think about my time when I uh, migrated and went to the army. I think I communicated better as I grew in leadership. But a lot of times I don't think I communicated enough where everyone inst- inst- understood the intent. I guess I should say not so much understood the intent because I was clear and concise when I was handing out missions and tasks and things of that nature. But I always wanted people to to attack a situation with enthusiasm that I had. I always want people to attack a situation with my thought process. And that's something I kind of suffer with now when I deal with certain people, when I deal with situations, I want people to think the way I think. And that's impossible. And I'm not saying my way of thinking is the best way. But I want people to do the things the way I want them to do to get the result that I want. I guess if that makes sense. And that's communication instead of just me sitting there saying, well, why when they cooking it this way? Why does it have to look this way? Because when I do it, it's not that way. It shouldn't look like this. And Why are they doing this and that and that instead of just communicating, say, hey, I prefer it to look this way. This is this is these are the performance steps I choose to get the end result to whatever I'm cooking. And I'm just using that as an example. And I think when we talk about communication, even as a husband, as a father, when you do self-reflection, when you conduct self-reflection exercises, you always have to ask yourself, if you mature in your walk, if you mature in your spirit, you always have to ask yourself, what could I have said better? Maybe I should have said this instead of being silent in a position. And I've always wanted people to kind of think think outside of themselves. But a lot of times we don't think outside of, of of ourselves. And that's something I had to learn years ago. Didn't really understand it. And communication, I will tell you, it is the great greatest equalizer to a situation going bad and the situation that's going great. And without that communication, y'all have that need to communicate. How do you feel? This is how I feel. What should you do about it? What should I do about it? What should we do about it? Again, it could be relationships. It could be work. You know, I think about in the past, I should, should have communicated better with my peers. I should communicate better with my subordinates. I have, I should have communicated better with my supervisors. And even in marriage, there's times, you know, we've been married almost 25 years. Me and my wife can communicate without looking, without even speaking, if you will. Eye contact, uh, nonverbal communication. But there's times where I probably could have said things a little more clear. There's probably times she could say things more clear, even as a husband, as a father. You know, my children, I kind of want them to go through life the way I did, thinking ahead, thinking ahead. And they're like, no. No. We we don't think that way. We grew up in different environments. And I think it's important that I communicate those things with them. This is These are the lessons learned when I was a child. Why aren't you doing the same thing I'm doing? Well, Dad, you know, we grew up in a different environment. Our environment is not the way yours. So I don't have to think 12 times ahead to get to the destination. You had to think 12 times ahead to get to the destination. I'm already at the destination. I'm like, well, hold on. How would you think about that? You know what I mean? So it's all about communication. We look at self-reflection and communication is critical. It's pivotal without the communication. There is no What what is the end state? What are we trying to get at? We have to communicate effectively. Mean what we say. Say what we mean. If we don't communicate. We have nothing. You have to communicate. Again, it could be anything. I, I, I like to use the, the, the work analysis because that's something we all can relate to because a lot of us are not married. A lot of us don't have kids, but a lot of us are. There's more probably more people employed versus people that's married versus people that have kids. And so when you're looking at your supervisor, when you're looking at your peers, you're looking at your subordinates. What is the thing that you look back and say, you know what, maybe I should have said this better when I'm in the meeting and everyone in the meeting is upset and mad and get ready to throw the slides, what can you say to calm the situation? How can you communicate that? What could you have done? What could we have done to make the situation better? I would go back to my time in the army. There was times I would go to a training meeting to a command the staff to a, uh, a concept a proof of principle, brief, a concept of support, brief, whatever brief we was doing. And I would go into those meetings already upset. For one, I didn't want to freaking be there. And guys, y'all know what I mean by that. And I would have all my information, my slides and all that stuff. And it will it was always one person that would trigger a negative emotion in me. Right. In Korea, those that was with me in Korea know who that one person was. Every those in Okinawa, Japan, that was with me. They knew who that one person was. Every place I've gone, I've always had that one trigger point that if they if they if they took the wrong breath, I would get upset. And I think about now, years later, totally out the fight and I have to ask myself, I could have communicated things more effectively when I was doing a brief or when I was, you know, analyzing something or doing anything work related. May I could have said something that kind of would have lowered the temperature. But, you know, I try to walk in big bad master sergeant who going to check me this and that in the third. And sometimes you just let the temperature just rises. And I wasn't playing the fireman. I wanted all the fire. Like the young cat said, I wanted all the smoke. But at the end of the day, what did I get out of it? a lot of yelling, a lot of cursing, a lot of pointing the fingers. And now you get animosity when he could have just handled a situation a little different. That was communication. That was lack of communication. Instead of just saying, hey, what is the reason why you made that comment? Well, this is how it affected me. Why did you say that? How did you feel this way? Where did we get to this point? How did we land at this point? And I think if I had been a mature person in those situations, you know, things would probably would have been better. You know what I mean? And everyone that's been in that type of situation, we all understand. Uh, but, you know, during those days, you know, I was a live wire, man. I was walking around with all that rank and You know, not saying it was right or wrong, but sometimes you feel you feel you feel a a little invincible. Right. You know, you're in an environment that fostered everything that you said and stood on your word and you had good credit with everybody you worked with. You know what I mean? And the person that you challenged, the person that you talked about, the person, the person that you stood toe to toe with in the meeting didn't have the same equity with everybody in the unit. So I was automatically, you know, Master Sergeant one other person zero instead of being a mature person and saying okay where do we go from here we have to work together i ain't gotta freaking love you i ain't even gotta like you we just gotta work together so i always think about those situations especially when i start growing in my ranks and growing in the ranks and thinking about communication and that's self-reflection and in those situations even though i'm not in those type of battles now even though i'm not in those type of fights now I can use it, you know, as I try to, if we use the word traverse. Traverse is the operative word for the day when I'm navigating through the civilian world. Because the civilian world could care less than I'm a retired master sergeant. Yeah, wear the hat on. Thanks for your service, so on and so forth. So I have to learn how to kind of lower the temperature on my tone, lower the temperature on some of my comments, right? Because These guys, it's it's a different world out here. I don't have that power that I had when I was in the army. So it's all about communication. Hey, this is how I feel about this. What can we do to improve this? Why do you think this way? Let's solve the problem. More importantly, let's figure it out together. So that's communication. Uh, Let's talk about vulnerability. Vulnerability, when you talk about self-reflection, being vulnerable is a scary, scary thing. Again, you're taking that external look and you're looking outside of yourself, looking inside to yourself internally. And I always want to go back to this Nomad cast. And I try to I try to sequence this Nomad cast, particularly on Mondays when I'm telling stories on how we can get better, how we can do this. We should be doing this to improve ourselves. Right. Not only you. For me as well, because, again, this every day is a freaking teaching tool. You're never too old to teach. You're never too old. What is it? You're never too young to teach. You're never too old to learn. Right. And so I always use Mondays as that day of teaching, if you will, because every other day is like a story. And then we go off into something else. So when we talk about being vulnerable, I knew in order for me to have a successful Nomadcast slash podcast podcast, There was a point, there will be a point where I would have to be vulnerable. And my wife tells me all the time, you have to get to a point where you're relatable. And if you notice, when I first started doing the Nomad cast, my back back wall back here was filled with all my degrees and all my awards from the Army and from the Marines, college degrees, certificates, um, graduation certificates from recruiting and everything. And I had to look at that and am I, I'm being vulnerable, right? To a, to an extent, but I was also holding up a barrier. This is who I am. I'm a master Sergeant. You got to believe what I say because I got all this on the wall. (coughs) Excuse me. I got all my degrees on the wall. I know everything. I got all my certificates. I got all my branches of service. I got everything. All my greatness is on my back wall. And my wife said, That's great if you're just talking to a military audience, but you have to be vulnerable and let people in your spirit, let people in your soul because people don't know about the military and partly don't even care about the military. So if they're looking at you on this nomad cast, they're not going to believe what you're saying about life when they figure what, you know, he thinks he knows everything because he got all his degrees and everything and his certificates and all that stuff is on the wall. They don't see you. So you have to become vulnerable. And when she said that, I was like, you know what? I'm glad I married you, girl. (laughs) I am. Lord knows. But back to the point, she was right. So if you notice, I start uh, transitioning everything from all my military awards. And I had to be vulnerable. I had to be relatable. So let's put up. I love wrestling. Let's put up a wrestling belt. Let's put up places where we've been overseas. Let's put up just the hodgepodge of things going on. I knew I had to be vulnerable when I'm telling my life stories, talking about my wife, talking about my kids, talking about people I've been stationed with, talking about places I live. It takes a lot of courage to kind of open yourself up and say, this is me. Yeah, I know when I first started the show, I had all these degrees and I had all these things on the wall, but Hey, I'm a regular person. I love freaking wrestling. I've I've been, you know, in other countries and other states and I like freaking uh old school games and I like books and I like freaking all these other things because I had to be vulnerable. That's a self-reflection. My wife helped me with that, but I had to self reflect on what I'm what am I trying to get across? What point am I trying to get across? I have to be vulnerable. I have to allow people inside my spirit, inside my soul. Now there's a wall there, trust and believe that. I'll always have a wall because you have to have a, a DMZ line for certain things. Right. But I think when you're trying to have people understand your plight in life, have people understand who you are as a person, you have to be vulnerable. And that took a lot of self-reflection doing that. I spent so many years of having a wall up. Uh nope, you too close. I'm even like that with my family outside of my wife and my children. I am not the visiting type person. I don't like to be visited because I'm not going to visit nobody. You know what I mean? And I'm just being real. We just we're talking. Right. And I've always put up a defensive wall. I love outside of my wife and my children. I love my family, but I'm a person. I like to keep people at a distance because for so many years I had to do that. You know, being in the military, couldn't allow people in the life. Keep the distance. You don't need to know this a need to know basis. You don't need to know. But as I've grown with this nomad cast, I realized that, Hey, they're still in line, Right. But also understand you have to be vulnerable in certain things, but keep because people, in order to people keep <laughs> messing up here in order to keep people's attention, they have to see that you're relatable. They have to see that you understand when I'm telling the gym shoe story, you have to talk about the times when Hey, I'm going to be real with you. I spent my last dollar on a pair of Jordans, yada, yada. People can relate to that and just saying, well, hey, I got $600,000 in the account, and I can get Jordans whenever I want. The normal person can't relate. They can't relate to that. You know what I mean? So it's almost like you kind of cutting yourself off at the knees. So with this Nomad cast, I had to become vulnerable. Vulnerability. Opening myself up, opening my heart up, opening my soul. So people can get inside and go shopping if you will. Hey, this dude is all right, man. I like his stories. He's relatable. He messed up in life just like us. Hey, he's providing ways to improve. He's improving himself. Look what he's doing. That is the whole intent of this nomad cast is to provide, you know, the art of storytelling to have fun days and to have days where we attack things mentally. Hence the term Monday mental combat. So, When you look at self-reflection and you doing some of these things in life, it is all about opening yourself up so people can see inside. And some people, it's almost like a mirror effect. Some people can see themselves in you. Man, I remember I I used to be like that. Oh, man, I can't remember. I remember that time when I had a situation similar to yours. And now you start creating friends. You start creating lifelong friends, right? It happens in all walks of life. Vulnerability. Uh, The third one is observation. When we talk about self-reflection and we look at observation, we have to observe ourselves. We're so quick to look at the person. Why do they act this way? Why does he think like this? Why is she even why is she even acting like this? Self-reflection. We look at ourselves and we have to be very observant of how we act. I'm one of those guys. I'm very observant. And I look at myself. A lot. If I had eyes outside of my head, I will focus on myself. And the reason I'm saying that I look at myself and how did I act in situations? I talked about it earlier, communicating situations, but how did I act in the situation? Why did I do it this way? Why, why did I run this way? Why am I driving like this? Being observant. is more than just looking at people. It's looking inside yourself. It's looking inside your soul and finding out, And trying to pull out the best you, if that makes sense. But you have to be observant. You have to have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to be able to observe yourself. Again, we're talking about yourself, ourselves. We're not talking about observing other people. That's important. Don't get me wrong. Safety lies in that and so many other other factors. But when you're observing about yourself and you're seeing how you, you situate yourself in certain situations, in certain rooms, being observant is, is reading the room, understanding your environment. Where are you at? How should I act this way? Am I talking too much? Am I talking too little? Do I need to say this? Should I correct this person? You know what? Let me watch the my um, nonverbal communication. I don't like what she said. I'm rolling my eyes. I don't like what he said. I'm going to turn my shoulder. I'm going to turn the other cheek. We have to be we have to be observant. In the way we observe ourselves, how do we attack situations? How do we think about situations? Not only observing ourselves in the physical, we have to observe. (coughs) Excuse me. We have to observe ourselves in the mentals, your way of thinking. Hmm. Why am I thinking this way? Why did I treat these peers like this? Why did I treat these peers like that? I'm observing, observing the way I'm acting. I'm observing the way I'm functioning about things in life and the good observation. You don't have to be a a doctor to have a great observation. What is the point of observation? Finding the root cause, the root problem to get to the right cause and the right problem and the right question. What are we asking? What are we doing? How are we improving? How can I improve? What am I doing right now? That's not conduit to Success. And being observant, you just analyzing yourself. How can I make this situation better? How can I improve my inner tactics, if you will? We talked about we used to talk about in the army TTPs, tactics, techniques and procedures. You can use that as as an observant tool. How can I make this situation better? I'm analyzing myself. I'm not analyzing others in this respect to the to the topic, but I'm analyzing myself. Why did I do it this way? I'm observing the way I'm walking. I'm observing the way I'm talking. I'm observing the way I'm thinking. I'm observing the way I'm acting. I'm observing the way I'm reacting. I talked about that in the earlier topic, reacting to situations. Let me observe myself because in the past, as I go through my self-reflection, I know when that person says something, it sparked a disinterest in me. It sparked animosity. It sparked a negative reaction. So now I'm going to observe myself when I'm in that situation again, and ensure I monitor my actions, I monitor my statements, I monitor my thoughts, I monitor everything, and that's what being observant is about. But the thing about being observant, you have to you have to have wisdom and experience to be observant. This is not something when you're 16, 17, and you get your first job. Oh yeah, I'm observant. Well. You need a little experience and you have to go through those pitfalls in life. You have to go through those situations in life where people have tested you. People have uh, questioned your ability, have questioned your thought process. And when you start observing yourself in the self-reflection mode, you'll have a better understanding of who you are. And now leaning forward, how do you make this? If you was bad on the Tuesday, conducting self-reflection and observation can make you better on that Wednesday. That winter could be a better Thursday. So on and so forth. Observation. All right. The last one is meditate and it's co-located with journal. This will be a little short because they both collated, collo- located together. When we talk about meditation, meditation is one of those things. When we talk about self-reflection, if you look at it from the outside, it's probably the first thing that people think about. When you hear the word self-reflection, the first thing you think about my eyes closed, My mind is clear. My heart is beating. My soul is still. And I'm just thinking and I'm meditating And this. When I hear the word self-reflection, this is what it sounds like. Sounds like meditating, meditation. And that's important. We have to almost meditate there. We have to meditate on these things. But I think if we're meditating, it also is important that we journal what we're meditating about. I used to keep a journal when I was working in White Castle years ago, and I had a simple calendar. I kept it. I worked at White Castle two years and every day for those two years, I kept the journal. I didn't do no meditating. None of that. Um, But I kept the journal on everything I did that day. What happened when I woke up in the morning? What happened in the afternoon when I went to work or whatever my work schedule was? Pretty much I had it broken down for Mondays, afternoons, nights. What did I do on those three significant events throughout that day? And I kept that journal for two years. Right. And I think it was important. Now, if I go back to my mother's home and I get that journal, I'm looking at myself from 1991 to 1993. I'll be very interested. Cause that's almost 30 years ago. I would be very interested to see what that journal looks like and <clears throat> my thought process during that time. Right. But you know, Think about meditating. When you talk about self-reflection, we talk about that. You can actually conduct meditation activities in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, when you get home and when you're meditating, when you're self-reflecting on that day, you don't have to be self-reflecting on past events. I just use those as examples, but you can meditate on, I went to the office today. It was hectic people, meetings, meetings, Deadlines, suspenses, everything was going on. I'm a sit in the sauna, and I'm a relax, and I'm a journal everything. So now, when that bad Monday, you could talk, you can think about that mad, mad that bad Monday, then Tuesday, then Wednesday, and Thursday, and then hopefully your days get better because right now you're conducting self reflection. You're providing yourself a self reflection analysis. How, how am I being vulnerable? How's my communication? Am I observing well? Well, I'm meditating on these things and I'm going to journal these things. Is it very important that we journal our actions? I look at this right now, the, the daggone nomad cast. I'm almost at 100 episodes and I journal everything that I'm talking about. And it's just pages and pages on a regular notebook. And I use it as self-reflection. I keep all my videos. I got them categorized and cat- and codified in today's categories, so on and so forth. And I look back at those videos. I look back at my notes as a way of self-reflecting, as a way of meditating, if you will. Because a lot of times I meditate on the things I'm going to talk about. Does it make sense of talk- what I'm going to talk about? How does it impact the people that I'm hopefully hopefully reaching? And I keep a journal and I look at that. So, every day, no matter what you're doing, even if you intended to or not, we're all performing self reflection. We're just doing it differently. But if you self reflect on your communication, you self reflect on your vulnerabilities, you self reflect on your observation skills, and you self reflect while you're meditating, and then now you're putting everything you think about while you're meditating to application, hence the term journal. We'll be mildly, wildly successful. And again, these are the things I need to improve on as well. So, again, it's not a you problem. It's a we and it's a us problem, right? Because at the end of the day, if I can get better, you can get better. We can get better. This whole planet can be better. One person at a time, improving ourselves 1% of time each and every day. We have to do that. So I am an advocate of meditating. I'm definitely an advocate for journaling. I think it's very important. As we, as it relates to self-reflection and the biggest thing about self-reflection, how I'm going to analyze a situation, an event, circumstance, anything. When I sit and I self-reflect on what can I improve? How can I be better? Should I say this? Why did I say this? I'm going to say this next time. Now my train of thought is different. My train of thought is, is improving, right? The will to succeed is improving. I'm doing everything, no matter your faith, no matter anything. You're trying to improve yourself. You're trying to do the things that you need to do to be successful. You're uplifting yourself. And if you uplift yourself, you're uplifting those around you. So I'm a key advocate, proponent, whatever you want to call it. I will scream through the rafters of self-reflection. I do it every episode. At times now, because I have so much time on my hands now, I have no choice but to self-reflect. I could be taking a nap and I'm thinking about something that happened 10 years ago. Thinking about something that happened two months ago. How did I attack the situation? Why did I use so much vigor? Should I have used vigor in the situation? Let me analyze this. What was the purpose of this? Why did we do it this way? Why did I do it this way? How can I enhance my thought process? How can I enhance my thinking? How can I enhance the thinking of others? That is all about self-reflection. I know the definition says uh, taking time to think about, meditate, evaluate, and give serious thoughts to behaviors, thoughts, attitudes, motivations, and desires. That is essentially everything we talked about, right? Now, again, this thing is fluid. There's so many topics. There's so many layers to this. We can go on and on and on. But as I close up today, As we get ready to have our closing remarks, I think we touched on four critical well, you could say five critical things, things as it relates to self reflection. Self reflection is so important. If we just take time and just sit, center ourselves and be selfish for a moment and think about how can I make myself better? How can I make situations better? What is the purpose? What is my purpose? How do I communicate? Am I observant with myself and others? I need to be more vulnerable in order for people to to pull people in. I need to meditate as I self reflect and I need to put them to application. Scribing everything in a journal. Again, this is fluid. There's so many layers to this, but I'll tell you, it's a beautiful thing when you do it. And the biggest thing as I close. The biggest thing with with uh, self-reflection, you have to be honest. If you're not honest with yourself, if you're not honest with your situations, none of this will make sense. None of it will go right. So you can't lie to yourself. Can't lie to others. When you self-reflect, you have to have honesty. Honesty is paramount. Appreciate you guys tuning in today on episode 97 of the trust and believe nomad cast here on april 18th thank you guys for tuning in hope you have guys have a great day be safe be sound see you next time which will be tomorrow see you again godspeed